There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Michael Beale speaking today says he's looking for three or four new players capable of making a massive impact for Rangers next season. And more from him in a moment. He faced the media for the first time since just after the game on Sunday and he says the cup final defeat to Celtic still hurts. The focus now switches to the Singe Premiership. Rangers at home to Kilmarnock on Saturday, Celtic 12 noon Sunday at St Mirren and with us the man who will be at that game, Andy Walker coming in a moment or two, Celtic nine points clear. And in the studio with Andy and me is the Hearts Captain and striker, second top striker in the country. He's at home on Saturday to St. Johnson. Welcome, Lauren Shanklin. Good to see you back in. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to be back on, on because you've had, what, two weeks off because of, uh, well, the cup final, the, the way the fixtures panned out. Yeah, uh, missed a game at the weekend because Celtic won the cup final, but looking forward to it. Um, getting back at home against St. Johnson, it's a big one for us, so, yeah. And a huge match for you, Celtic twice. Yeah, double-headed after St. Johnson, so... Get that one dealt with first, hopefully, and then we can look at a big week ahead. Lon Shanklin with us, Andy. First time you two have been on here on Go yep. Together, yeah. Yeah, I admire Lawrence and uh, going abroad, learning a bit more about the game, all the mm. goals that he scored, especially at Air United, getting a move, done the United Hearts, and getting the. Uh, You've even got a goal at international level, haven't you? Aye, man. Yeah. Yeah, First man. of many, hopefully. So, <laughs> Andy was at Air United. He always, well, he don't bang on about it, but you, you enjoyed your time there. Uh, so, Andy Walker is here. Uh, there's quite a lot of stuff from Michael Beale. What's the quote that really uh, that struck you, Andy, from his conference today? Well, I think it's just the fact that he's already made some decisions about mm. the summer, whether that's players in or out of contract, maybe even both. Um, I think. Rangers, we've said it for some time now, they need to improve. That's a couple of times he's gone up against Celtic. And they've fallen short uh, once with the, with the draw at Ibrox. And uh, obviously that defeat in a big game last week that meant a lot. And I, I always thought it was going to be a tall order for Michael Beale to replicate what uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst did, namely win a trophy and get Champions League football. We're going to speak to the new manager, interim manager, uh, Jim Goodwin, of course, at Dundee United. Lawrence, it, it was a club close to your heart. You did so well with them, helping them to get to promotion. I think everyone was surprised though, that Jim's straight back in. So you're at Aberdeen five weeks ago. You're now Dundee United. Yeah, it's obviously been a been a quick turnaround. Um, Dundee United having managed to pick up form and pick up form in that time, and it's obviously an opportunity for Jim to get back into the game. I'm sure he'd have been delighted when he got the phone call to go to Dundee United, a club as big as that. And, get the opportunity, opportunity to put things right for himself so I'm sure it's one he'll be relishing and first up who else but Aberdeen Andy that's tasty isn't it it's that? amazing how yeah. football just serves up <laughs> games like that but yeah. um, I think it's remarkable that uh, Jim has fallen into to that move after his his last little time at Aberdeen where he lost heavily uh, to Hibs 
uh, to Hearts, to Darville, of course, mm -hmm. and then being so quickly back in at Dundee United. I think what Dundee United have have done is they've looked at what's happened at Motherwell. They've changed the manager. They've immediately got a bounce with that. Seven points out of nine. And they're hoping Jim can deliver something similar. For Celtic fans, what are you thinking then? Everything seems to be rosy in the garden. I'm just looking at the top scorers in the country. Kyogo Furuhashi, 19 goals in the Premiership, 24 in total. Next up, Hearts striker Lauren Shanklin, who's with us here tonight. 17 goals in the league and 21 in total. Lawrence, do you look at Kyogo's scoring record as well? I mean, the two, you're out there in front and uh, hope to overtake him. Aye, people, yeah. people keep putting the challenge to me um, so it's one I'll, I'll look to take on but um, he's firing the goals at the minute so he's not going to be an easy man to catch but yeah. um, hopefully we can stay close and see where we end up in the season Is there a bit of banter um, in the training ground with the play? do the players say it to you come on let's chase Kyogo <laughs> No no not at all. it's more <laughs> yeah. people outside the, yeah. outside the club that say it so um, aye as I said I'll I'll look to do it come the end of the season How are you enjoying how are you feeling about being captain with Craig Gordon obviously with the, the leg break Aye. Yeah. It was a it was an opportunity that came up obviously due to his injury. Um and it was one I was keen to take on. Um I thought the it would improve me overall as a player and, and as a person. It was an opportunity that I'd never faced before and um as I said it was one I was keen to take on and it's went well until now. Third force now, hearts, Andy, isn't it? There's no doubt, certainly this season, they are going to finish third. Good squad, yeah. obviously a, a goal scorer in Lawrence that always helps, but they've got a good number of creative players. I'm sure Lawrence would be the first to pay tribute to those that provide so many chances for him. And uh, when I had the uh, good goal scoring years, always had, you know, full backs, midfield players, wide players, strike partners who were capable of uh, laying goals on for you. It, it's just a, it's an absolute godsend when that happens. And you've had so many injuries. The team have. I mean, it's been. Um, it's remarkable how well you've done. That was a setback the other week at Motherwell, a surprise, a shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a tough game. Um, obviously, Motherwell came off the back of a good result through the week and to be fair, they played really well. We were nowhere near our best, but Motherwell played really well and, and they deserved the win, to be honest. But um, it's up to us to make sure that it was a blip and put it right this weekend. The funniest thing about that game, eh, Lawrence, was I, I remember looking down at you and you were shouting at your... Was it Alec Cochran who'd gone off? He thought he'd been substituted. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he saw the wrong number that had been held up, and he just uh, he walked off at the at the far end. Eventually, round behind the goals, and you were shouting on it, make it back on. <laughs> to be fair, the I think the board had put up his number. And it was meant to be twenty nine. They'd put right. up nineteen, but I kind of noticed it right away when four players walked off and we'd only made three subs. And we started playing the game again. I was like, no, ref, hold it. This <laughs> is hard enough. We we eleven. So. Yeah. So if there's any Hearts fans there, give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Lauren Shanklin is with us. And of course, Andy, we know we've got Scotland this month, later in the month, the doubleheader, Cyprus and then Spain. Would he be in your squad? Oh yes, absolutely. He'd be in the squad, hopefully challenging for a starting uh, spot. I know we've got some issues up front. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes has uh, got his problems and uh, Lawrence has been there before. I think the manager knows what he can do. He's now fit and strong. He's scoring regularly, so... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are you getting some nice sleep now? The wee one's getting older, two and a half or whatever? Aye, aye. <laughs> Maybe that was a problem. <laughs> nah, nah, all good. There's quite a lot of chat as well about why somebody like Lewis Ferguson, for example, who's doing well, as we know, in Italy, and a Rangers fan was on saying, why didn't Rangers go for him? And Barry actually got quite impassioned about it, quite rightly, and said, I don't like to say too much about Lewis when he was at Aberdeen because he's my nephew, but... 
it was crying out for Rangers and maybe Celtic as well, but particularly Rangers who need to you know, change the squad. And often they don't look in Scotland, not just Rangers. It's strange, Andy, isn't it, that they go into other markets? Yeah, I mean, the two just now, obviously, Lauren's been a, a heavy goal scorer for Hearts and given his record, you would think somebody would look at him. Obviously, Kevin Nisbet yeah. uh, across mm-hmm. the city at Hibs has scored heavily. But Celtic have taken Greg Taylor from Kilmarnock, yep. they've taken uh, Turnbull from Motherwell, mm. they've spent a bit of money there. I think both players have really worked, they've fitted in, they've probably raised their game. Um, so that, uh, absolutely, there is good talent here in Scotland to be had. Talk about it during the programme. 0808 17 17 700, right, Michael Beale in front of the cameras and the microphones today. This is what he had to say. I think we need to recruit three or four uh, that are going to make a massive impact to the team. We need to sort out the futures, obviously, of the ones that are there. And it may be that I feel that we need to, to, to change one or two that are in contract as well. So there's no exact number on it. I need to make a strong team. At the moment, we have a recipe to a certain level. But in that game, we fall, fell short at the weekend. And uh, after it, there's a lot of emotions. You take two or three days to assess it. It's your job to assess it. It's not your job to be a fan. And it's your job to sit back and assess the players and, and, and who's got the appetite and the quality to take us where we want to go. And I'll keep that in-house, but I'm very clear on that. I've been clear on it for a while, but I'm definitely clear on the direction we need to go. It's just we're not at the summer window. What do you think, Andy? Quite strong there for the manager. He's quite clear on what's needed. Well, obviously, there's huge disappointment amongst the Rangers support and they're looking for answers and they want uh, a bit of leadership from uh, Michael Beale. And obviously, it demands a bit of money, a bit of investment. It obviously demands a, a keen eye to get a player who... I think the the one thing you, you would look at with Rangers, are they getting value for money in their signings? I think there's a number of players that have arrived at Ibrox and they've been injury-prone. Yeah. And you're not getting value for money when... So many players, good players, but they don't play a lot of games. But I've got to say, they've got a history of not playing a lot of games. And yet Rangers have, have taken the chance. And for too many of them, it hasn't worked out. Players like Kemar Roof, you're thinking. Kemar uh, Roof, Alanda, John Suter. John Suter. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult when you're, when you're investing in a player. You're, you're wanting to get a style put together. And too often they, they pick up injuries for whatever reason. Lawrence, it's not easy, is it, getting into, you know, it's got, Rangers got a huge squad. We worked out in Monday night, there's about £150,000 a week of wages on players who just can't play at the moment just because they've been injured and Yomaz and all the rest of them. That's sort of a phenomenal amount of money. That's about £7.5 million a year. It's going to be a summer of change for Rangers. Yeah, it will be. Obviously, that's, that's a frustration for the club when players are picking up injuries, but I've said it before that... <laughs> I don't think any player goes into a season and goes, hopefully I get injured this year. It's it's one of the things that's part of the game and it's unfortunate, but um, as you say, it's it's a massive amount of money to be spending on players that are on the plane and I'm sure it's something they'll be, they'll be willing to change. But Andy, yep, I get that. You can't, I mean, sometimes you're right, they've brought players who had a, an injury a history. Um, need to do better. The recruitment department, definitely. The football club needs to do better for next season because the Rangers fans won't put they might win the cup again of course they could um, is it too early to say what you think will happen? I, I think anyone can win the cup on any given day yeah. in 90 minutes I think any team I mean I'm looking at uh, Lawrence mm. they're up against Celtic massive favourites even allowing for the fact that it's at uh, Tynecastle but Celtic have gone there before and won but you wouldn't be surprised if, if Hearts come up with something in a 90 minutes it can happen but I think overall 
Rangers need to do a lot better in the transfer market. They need more value for money because they don't have a great deal of money to spend. Let's hear a bit more from the manager. We've had a squad that's had a lot of continuity for a long time and that gave the club relative success and now that squad's evolving and moving and that process we're in the middle of. You want to do it quicker. In the January window, we added. And in the summer, obviously, naturally, that's a point where we're at a point of change because some players are out of contract and we want to bring some new players in. So you're going to see a new Rangers over time. It's Patience and Glasgow don't always go hand in hand. We know that we've got two more derbies to play between now and the end of the season. I'm focused on showing a better face in that. I believe if we both do well in the Scottish Cup, there'll be three more. So in the next 14, 15 games, there's three more times and we need to show a better face in that game. I think that's clear for everybody and definitely the players and the staff uh, within this building. Andy, patience in Glasgow don't go hand in hand. And in football, he's right. Yeah, it's awful when you play with uh, Celtic Rangers and you're second in the city. You you soon know all about it. The fans will tell you when you turn up for training, when you turn up for a match day. And Rangers need to improve. Celtic have set a, a really good standard. They play a lot of good football. It's been remarkable the turnaround since they went to St Mirren. And when was that? September. Yep. And they've won every game since. So it's been a, an astonishing uh, transformation since then. And it doesn't look as though they're going to hold back. I don't think anyone at Celtic will talk about it, but they will have one eye on a treble. They're nine points ahead at the moment. I can only see that gap getting bigger. And it's uh, it's always up for grabs, the, the cup competition. As I said earlier, anyone can win over 90 minutes. Did you see Lawrence's face when uh, Michael Beale said, well, we'll say... We'll play Celtic twice, <laughs> maybe three times. Lawrence is like growling. No, you weren't. Oh, so, no, you weren't. But exactly, yeah. How do you feel when you hear that? And, and I know what the manager's saying. He's saying we might. He's not necessarily playing against it. Could well be, be Hearts or whatever. How are you feeling about this game coming up? That's a big one for us. Um, obviously, as Andy said, cup competition. Anybody can win a game in 90 minutes. And I think that's the feel you get getting into the games, really. And the stakes are a bit higher and anybody can win them. So... Um, hopefully when it comes around we're the ones to progress Is it very different playing I mean the two of them you know, it's number one in the league and number two and you're number three Is there that what's the difference the speed of Celtic the speed of thought the way that they just swarm forward is that the, the hallmark of that team? I, th- I think they're very different teams both sides of the old firm um, Celtic are very direct they like mm-hmm. to, to get the ball into wide areas and get it in the box for there as you, you've seen for the for the weekend they, they like to breach their defence in the size and, and that's where they get their success um, and they're good at it to be fair Rangers are slightly different in their approach. Obviously, the new managers come in and look to change things, so I'm sure they'll get stronger over time as well, but um, it was probably a deserved win for Celtic at the weekend. Andy, more from Michael Beale shortly, but I haven't seen you since Sunday. You and Barry were here with us here yep. on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. So, reflections on it. It was a great day for Ange Postacoglu and for Celtic. I know it wasn't a classic, but does that yeah. matter? No, it doesn't matter. You get the job done and you win and you get the trophy, but... Uh, it was a typical Celtic performance, starting really well, good football, controlling the game, eventually getting their noses in front and um, uh, they used that. They got uh, defended well. Carter Vickers, I thought, was again really strong at the back, kept them out in the first half. When Eventually they got a two-goal cushion and of course Rangers have to, to go for it. They have to uh, throw more men forward and I think that suited Celtic for a while because they're, they're quite happy to defend deep hit on the break and when you look at the chances that were created I think the best one for Rangers was the one that Sakala missed when Ryan Kent had an effort that came off the post I know it's a tight angle but there was a good gap there 
to to get the ball in the back of the net. And of course, uh, who was it? O'Reilly and was it Haksabanovic yeah. who went through late on. A couple yeah. of good good chances where they could easily have scored. So Celtic defending deep, hitting on the break. I thought they created the better chances. It could have been it could have been more comfortable than two one. And you paid tribute to Carter Vickers and Starfield. Yeah, I thought Carl and Cam were. They have been for a very long time with us. I mean, they've got a really difficult role. People don't understand that, you know, they see us dominating games and they think that they've got an easy job. They've sometimes got the hardest job because often we'll leave them defending one-on-one. You see, most other teams, defenders have the luxury of having, you know, cover or an extra player. They, you know, they've got to, they've got to defend one-on-one every week against opponents. And, um, you know, we knew today there'd be moments in the game where they'd have to defend strongly and I thought, yeah, they're both real defenders. You know, they love the art of defending. They're not just about what we do when we have the ball. They... Yeah, you know, they don't shirk the physical side of it. They're, they're brave, um, and I thought Ali Johnson was great as well defensively today, and and even Greg. You know, the man ahead of us, he wins for guys his size. But it's it's the fact that the, as I said, the, the lads won't sort of just settle for a team that that kind of plays one way. You know, that they'll do what needs to be done to to win a game of football. Lawrence, you'll be up against them soon. No, um, obviously they're a tough team to play against. Yeah. Um, at the weekend, I, I thought Celtic were asked to defend the team near the end of the game, and I thought they did it really well. They were happy, as Andy said, to hit the counter attack. So, no, it'll be a it'll be a tough day for us, but the um, one, hopefully we can cause them some problems. The one great thing that uh, Carter Vickers and Starfelt do is they give Joe Hart so much protection. How many saves did Joe Hart make? I don't think he made any. Um, there was a really good effort um, from uh, Ryan Kent to come off the post, as yeah, I sure. mentioned earlier. Sakala yeah. should have scored. But uh, I thought Celtic defended really well. And it's not often you see Joe Hart making save after save. And I think that's just a testimony to the players in front of him who give him really good protection and, and don't ask him to make a lot of saves. That's Andy Walker with Lauren Shanklin and Paul Cooney. We're going to take some calls. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And you can join us and join the conversation on the socials. That's at Go Football Show. Quick break and we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show. Lauren Shanklin creating havoc here in the studio. No, he's not. We're doing it on our own. And Andy Walker as well. Looking forward to the games this weekend. And looking back as well, some Celtic fans on saying, what are you saying about Celtic? You know, well, the fact is, whatever you want to say, call in 08 08 17 17 700. That happens in a way, Andy, isn't it? Celtic did the day off on Monday. It's been a bit quieter this week. Whereas Rangers' James Sands was, uh, you know, let go early yesterday. Um, but not much out of Celtic at the moment. Yeah, they've been quiet and I think they can rest in their laurels and I think they can enjoy, probably enjoyed for 24 hours that League Cup victory. you got to enjoy those moments uh, when they happen. But uh, you heard Ange Postecoglou, they'll get a, a bit of enjoyment from the game but then they'll be focused on the next one. And of course, there'll be a bit of uh, revenge in the air, wanting to go to St Mirren, to Paisley and uh, right that wrong of earlier in the season when they lost 2-0. Some big games in England last night as well. We'll touch on that later. Scott Brown nearly had a shock, didn't he? You know, the last minute that they lost that goal, Fleetwood. He's, yeah, up against he's done well down there because yeah. it's a really demanding league. It's uh, it's non-stop. It's an absolute slog. So many games, 40, 46 uh, games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's taken a couple of scalps in the FA Cup, which I think just brings you a bit of... Um, you know, people are, are drawing attention to the type of results you can get. I know he's not tearing up the, the league form yeah. but 
you know, it's a really small club he's going to, but he seems to be doing well. And not a great night for one of the great strikers, Harry Kane. He is terrific. What do you think of him? I know they lost last night in the cup, but what do you feel about Harry Kane? He's obviously he's a top striker down there, um, England's top striker as well. But I'm sure he'll be frustrated as well at yeah. probably the lack of trophies he's had throughout his career for a player of his quality. The amount of goals he's scored, they'd probably people will say it, but for other clubs, if he played for them, then he might have a better chance to over there. So it's, he's out again, and I'm sure he would be disappointed by that. And a win in the league last night for Arsenal, Andy. It's looking good. What five points clear at the top yeah. of the table? And now in the, the whole, I know there's a long way to go, but still, you know, we're now in March. What what a great turnaround yep. because Mikel Arteta was under a lot of pressure. A lot of Arsenal fans weren't too happy for him. It was taking too long for him to deliver success, and they're on the verge of it now. I think some of the football they play is absolutely on a par with the best that you see at Man City, at Man United, at Liverpool. I just think they're an exciting team to watch. A real demolition of Everton last night. Lawrence, who do you enjoy watching? No, Arsenal obviously going great at the minute, but I think when you've when you've been in working with Pep and he's taught you everything he knows, it's it's a great man to learn off. And if you can go and make your own version of that at another club, um, you'll be in a good position like they are. And Kieran Tierney, any word? I mean, not playing that much, Andy. Yeah. Next season, do you think they're talking about Newcastle? Could you see him moving on? He needs. To, he wants to play. He's too good not to. Yeah, I could see him going to Newcastle. He would. He would undoubtedly be first choice there. Newcastle. I've got a lot of ambition. Mm-hmm. They seem to be a club now that are focused on getting European football, maybe even getting Champions League football. Mm-hmm. Something that Kieran Tierney has uh, been used to, and he certainly won't be happy playing second fiddle at Arsenal. Although. I mean, I'm such a big admirer of Zinchenko. He is a wonderful talent. And when you consider all the stuff that he has to put up with yeah, off the pitch uh, back yeah. in his homeland, uh, he is just ma- magnificent to watch. Lawrence, all round, what a player, Zinchenko. No, he's very good. Um, obviously, you, you see bits of him at Man City, probably didn't play as much as, as he'd have liked to, and then he goes to Arsenal, he plays regularly. Um, and I think when he when he came to Scotland with Ukraine and in that match for the playoff game, I thought it was unbelievable that night as well and caused us a lot of problems. So nah, top player. But Kieran Tierney, of course, where will he be next season? Uh, we'll find out in the coming months. His old boss, Brendan Rogers, got a mention from Ange Postacoglu, along with other great managers. Again, it's 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 not about me personally how I feel. Like I said, that's the expectations when at this when you're at this football club that I'm doing interviews with Gordon Strachan, mate. You know how hard it is following guys like that and Martin and Brendan and Neil Lennon and this club is steep in success so when you take the job you know that's your responsibility but it doesn't diminish you know the achievement I don't think I think we still you know celebrate the fact we don't take it for granted that you just roll up in a Celtic shirt and it's given to you you got to earn it and we earned it you know and I think that's the greatest thing for me is that um, you know everything we've got in the last sort of 18 months since I've been here a bit longer now is we've earned through hard work and a real belief so again you know I'll take great pride in that. Andy, more shortly about Rangers, what they might do this summer. What about Celtic then? I mean, there's still a lot to play for this season, but the league is over. So you would say virtually. They'll win the league, I'm sure. Yeah. I think it'll be more than the, the nine points. But what do they want to do? They want to improve. So will that mean accepting an offer for one or two of their players? I don't think that phases anyone at Celtic. I don't think it phases any of the supporters now either mm. because you look at Juranovic, who was a big favourite. Yakumakis had, uh, had a lot of fans favouring him as well over Kyogo. But uh, Celtic, are, I think, are always a team likely to do business. But they want to improve. They want to make a, 
um, a bigger mark in the Champions League and I'm sure that's something that Ange Postecoglou wants to do he is renowned for his attack in football uh, maybe one of the things that Celtic need to do is they need to improve defensively in Europe because they, they lose too many goals it's obviously a much better class of uh, opposition you're playing against the, the cream of Europe but I, I mean I think that's where Celtic want to be ma- uh, measured and I think that's where Ange Postecoglou will want to improve and I know he says you know he's not going to change his style but he's a really clever guy everyone would agree he is he's nobody's mm. fool and surely for Europe he must be wanting to do well and he'll have to adapt for yeah. next season yeah have to adapt and of course they made a lot of chances they have to be a bit more yeah. ruthless mm. a bit more clinical uh, if you make that amount of chances again next season, I think it would be happy. You'd obviously want to... It, it makes such a difference when you're on top and you actually make it count. You get the breakthrough. It, it, it's what Celtic did at the weekend in the cup final. They were on top. Mm-hmm. And the Kyogo doesn't just get you goals. He gets you breakthrough goals. And it's such a difference. Lawrence will know this. Hearts are on top so often this season. See, when you get in front, it changes the course of the game. You don't need to be as... Is uh, you know keen to get mm-hmm. the ball forward. You can be a bit more patient. You can frustrate the opposition, and uh, it's a great position to be in. Is that what you find, Lawrence? Yeah. If, yeah. When when you make the breakthrough, obviously it kind of encourages the other team to come out as well. Mm-hmm. They need to come yeah. and try and try and equalise and get one for themselves. So it can sometimes make the game a bit more open, and sometimes that helps teams like Celtic, especially. So, nah. Um, I was everybody says it that the first goal in football was massive, but I think in in those cup finals and semi-finals it's, it's even bigger and what about European football it's been tough for the Scottish team somebody was on last night phoned us and go radio and said you know that we are the coefficient's not as good as it should be and all the other clubs out with uh, the biggest two haven't got a good track record in Europe how much tougher is it playing in Europe from playing in the Premiership here no it's tough um, obviously it was my first experience eh, mm-hmm. Europe, European football this season and we come up against Fiorentina and yeah. Istanbul this year and it was it was a real eye opener. Um, the level these guys are at and the way they the way they keep the ball and literally if you're you're one step out of position they punish you. So for us as, as young lads, it was and the young lads we have in the squad, it was a it was a great learning curve for us and I'm sure we'll learn a lot for it getting into next season. And how are you feeling about it for next season? Does it make you want it even more? No, definitely. The experience was great. Um, getting the opportunity for the away days for the fans and that as well. They were always turning up the numbers. It's great for them. So. Um, as I said last last season was a learning experience for us and hopefully we can we can do, get it again um, for next season and, and do a bit better and Andy with the league the way it is just now Celtic on 73 points look to be on course to retain the title Rangers on 64 and the goal difference as we all know is 26 Hearts on 42 and then Hibs on 37 they've sneaked up a wee bit haven't they uh, St Mirren on 37 Aberdeen on 35 Livy on 35 looks as though I mean St Johnson could still come top six but next season so Celtic Rangers Hearts maybe Hibs maybe St Mirren maybe Aberdeen in Europe it would be brilliant to see them progress yeah my money's on Hearts finishing yeah. third again getting into Europe and I think the money that that generates will probably keep them ahead of the rest because it makes such a difference when you're guaranteed uh, group stage money then uh, you know I think that makes a huge difference to to the club in general to the fact that you can attract players and you know, I think it's a real tribute to Hearts because, you know, to play that amount of games in Europe and still be third, quite comfortably in third, um, I think it's a tribute to the squad that Robbie has put together there. And I know they've uh, missed out on victories over Celtic Rangers. I thought one of the better games actually was the 
was the uh, 4-3 game at Tynecastle mm-hmm. where Lawrence got yeah. a hat-trick but ended up on the losing side. That's how difficult it can be going up against the, the best in the country. But Hearts uh, will go back for more in the next couple of weeks when they face Celtic back-to-back. It took the former Celtic star 33 minutes to say that to you, to remind you, <laughs> scoring a hat-trick against Celtic and you, you didn't win. But that must give you it as well to say, right, I'm going to next time you know, do even better. Yeah, No, that's it. Yeah. There's not many people who score three goals against Celtic, yeah. so... As a team, I'm talking about no individually, but as a team, and if we can do that in, in the, the cup fixture and, and keep the other end tighter, then you always give yourself a chance to win the game. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Andy Walker and Lauren Shanklin here with me, Paul Cooney. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Crazy old game football, isn't it? Who would have believed that Jim Goodwin, who started the season as manager of Aberdeen, would be in the new firm derby this weekend, in the dugout, but in the other one. He's in the home one at Tanadice. I had another opportunity two or three weeks ago to enter into discussions with another club and I, I opted not to do that one but for this particular situation with this football club and with this group of players I believe that we can turn it around What's the atmosphere like in that game then? Because it is the derby in the North East I, th- I don't think I played in it oh, um, We had a cr- crowd <laughs> I, think I, I think it was behind ah, closed doors when I played in it but I was, I was there when I was, I was young I came on as a sub for Aberdeen um, I think Peter Paul actually scored the winner for Aberdeen yeah. right late on, so that was my first experience. I think it was a New Year's Day game, and yeah. you could you could smell the drink for the stands, put it that way, <laughs> for that shed end when you're warming up. So. Is that just the directors? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Take that one out, Chris, from the uh, podcast, and that's a classic. What's it like, the atmosphere? It was during COVID. But it was so, interesting yeah. listening to Jim there, Jim Goodwin, talking about yeah. uh, the, uh, the other opportunity that he knocked back two or three weeks ago. I'm what assuming it? it must have been Motherwell, must have been Partick mm-hmm. Thistle, one of the mm-hmm. two. And uh, he obviously didn't fancy it, but he, he fancies this one. Or it could have been and down it, south, could it? Did could it? Say, yeah. uh, I'm not sure, but okay. uh, yeah. anyway, he, he's got a, a remarkable game to fall back into on uh, Saturday. Saturday night, it's a six o'clock kickoff. Right. That one. Yeah, keep me right on that one. Can they stay up, Andy? So Dundee United, 20 points, Kelly on 24, along with Ross County, Motherwell on 27. What do you think? I don't think it's over at all. I don't think they're detached. I know it's four points, but I think they've got the players there that if you look at the way Motherwell have changed their approach uh, against Hearts, uh, Lawrence will tell you some of the balls that they played just turned Hearts constantly. Obika, although um, he, I mean, he's such a handful, but I thought his general play, just holding it up, bringing others into the game, it just allowed... Motherwell to get into that last third and they played from there took advantage of a corner getting the first goal and then of course the start of the second half was a was a, a big boost for them getting yeah. one so early so I wouldn't rule out Dundee United putting together a couple of results I think in Fletcher and Mulgrew and Levitt they've got decent players they all have to improve none, yeah. none of them have been at, at their best uh, but I think they're capable of, of a lot more what do you think, Lawrence? You you know them. You know many of them. From what I've seen in them this season, um, we've had, we've took seven points out of nine against them. But there's there's been large spells in every game we've played them where they've played really well and they've had a good foothold in the game. So I believe they've got enough to get out of it. I believe they've got the, the quality in the squad to get out of it. But it's just putting that together to get results. Sometimes you don't need to play the greatest of footballs. It, it's, it's just about getting results, and that's what they're struggling with at the minute. So. I'm sure that's what Jim will look to go and change. And look at how they started in Europe. Remember in the first leg, they yeah. looked, it looked as though it was going to be a dream season. And yeah. Jack Ross, that seems a while ago now. It seems Four managers a in a year, Andy. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And you'll never get anywhere changing manager as quickly as that. But obviously results dictate everything. Management 
can be absolutely brutal. Jack Ross had a, a, a decent record, but when you lose seven in Europe, mm. when you lose nine at home, it just doesn't look good. And the, the, they pulled the trigger and uh, it looked as though it was a financial decision, an easy one just mm. to put in Liam Fox. Uh, and he got some notable victories, but just not enough. And the fact that they lost so heavily at Ross County last week, a club with maybe the most modest resources yeah. in the league, and uh, they've got an experienced manager who who knows what it takes to get out of that difficult position. And he did well, didn't he, in the January window? You know, Simon Murray coming in, Eamon Brophy, I think for Ross County, they've Brophy done well. especially yeah. because he's oh. getting you goals. Yeah. And any they couldn't buy a goal, Ross County. When I was up there last, when was that? Just pre-Christmas. Had a brief chat with Malky, and, mm. and he felt as though his team were playing well, right? Yep. But just couldn't get a goal. And uh, if, when you're on top and you get that breakthrough goal, it makes such a difference, and they just couldn't do it. But they're, they're doing it now, and uh, they've given themselves a, a, a chance to get away from the bottom two. And Motherwell with Stuart Kettlewell, it's been an inspired signing. I know it's uh, what two games, two wins, uh, and then a draw, and getting that last minute goal at the weekend, you know, against Kelly. Derek would be pulling his hair out because he thought he got the points. But for Motherwell, sometimes a bit of luck comes into it. I a bit of luck, but I think I can probably show the, the changing character they've had. Um, they, they probably believed that they were going to get a mm-hmm. get an equaliser that late in the game, whereas before, when you're, when you're down in the dumps, it, it's hard to see it and good coming in any game when it's like that. So, uh, it's been a it's been a good three games for them, and I'm I'm sure they'll look to keep that going. Andy, former Motherwell great, you were one of the you must be one of the biggest uh, transfer fees when you went to Celtic. I think they bought some new weights and some new balls with the transfer <laughs> fee when I left. Far too that modest. Was, what was that? Uh, three three hundred fifty or was something it? like that. Nineteen eighty seven. It was eighty seven May. Nineteen eighty seven. I I, yeah. uh, I came from Bailson. I came from junior football, so yeah. it was a bag of balls and a set of strips. I think that Bailson got, but. Um, was there no sell-on clause then? There was no sell-on clause. No, no. Are Motherwell staying up? I think they will. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, you're looking at any two from three, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Dundee United. Uh, I think Motherwell will get, get out of it. And um, I mean, even uh, whoever... I'm assuming Queen's Park will win the, the championship. So when you look at the teams that will be involved uh, in the playoffs, yeah. maybe, maybe Thistle, maybe Dundee... Uh, I don't know, maybe yeah. Air, Air United, maybe. there's yeah. another one. So I, I think the Premier League team, the Premiership team will, will obviously be favourites over the two legs. But more on Michael Beale. And Andy, can I ask you how many will Rangers need for next season? He said three or four. Uh, what do you think? That's going to come up after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Michael Beale in front of the media today after the defeat at the weekend. It's his first defeat in what was that? Game 15 since he joined Rangers from QPR in November. They'd won, what, 13? Drawn one. And then at the weekend, they lost 2-1 in the final to Ange Postacoglu's Celtic. So what are the plans then for the remainder of this season and next season? In general, I've been very clear on the decisions that need to be made. There's a difference between being ruthless and being reckless or being clear and, and, and decisive on your decision making. We have a number of games to play. Since I came into the club, I think the team has made steady progress. Not outstanding, steady progress. It's got good results and we need to move forward. It's clear that uh, the football that we're playing at the moment and the way I would like us to play are probably not aligned right now. So we have to keep moving forward. I think the summer window is very, very important for the football club. 
I also think that we've just come off a run of very, very good form and the team that we're competing against at the top of the league is showing the same form. We can't move away from that. They're doing fantastically well. In the one-off game at the weekend, we fell short. So uh, no excuses. Celtic were the better team and they deserve to win that cup final. Andy, Lawrence, you know for days people were saying, Rangers fans have been on all the socials saying, why didn't he play Todd Cantwell? And more particularly, Nicholas Raskin. Were you surprised? Yeah, we spoke about it with Barry at the weekend and thought the two players that were identified in the January window, these guys will make a difference. They'll they'll play, maybe play a wee bit more football, a wee bit more controlled passing. They they certainly did that when those two players come on, but he went with uh, other players. He sees them every day, so um, that was his call. But uh, I, I was surprised. I thought Raskin and Cantwell would play and Rangers would try and play a bit more football and that's what Celtic do mm-hmm. there's not a great deal of physicality in the Celtic midfield but they pass it really well they get out of tight spots really well there's no real physicality up front but you look at the way they score goals their passing is, is just so precise mm-hmm. and they get in behind they cut it back um, Celtic more than deserved their win I think he said beforehand though I don't know just after the, the game Lawrence that they played so well against you against Hearts at Tynecastle and he wanted to go with more of that kind of give those players the Camaras uh, the Lundstroms the, the chance again I'm sure that was a, that was the start of living up with at Tynecastle against us at the start of the cup final so he's obviously liked what he's seen there yeah. and he's thought he could maybe bring that to the cup final but um, it's always it's always easy looking back after the game when it's finished and say we could have done this this but they did play well that night and he was probably just expecting the same performance but unfortunately for them they, they didn't give it. What impressed you about them that night? Obviously you were gutted that you lost but um, we talked about Celtic 10 minutes ago. What about playing Rangers at Tynecastle a month ago? Getting into the game we were, we were looking forward to it. Um, they were, Rangers were playing alright but no no brilliant but that night it just seemed to click for them. Everything they done um, came together and, and they were very good to be honest. Um, again, we probably let ourselves down that night as well. We weren't at our best but um, when you turn up against Rangers near at the best in, in your name, there's only going to be one outcome So many players out of contract Andy what are you thinking for this summer you know Michael Beale said he's identified some I see in the papers today um, they're saying that the Preston North End goalkeeper Freddie Woodman is a target maybe three and a half million I remember him from his time at Kilmarnock uh, I think Rangers need to identify a goalkeeper no matter what they decide with Alan McGregor but I think the biggest one for the supporters and they've been asking it all season what's the future of Ryan Kent, Morelos? Those two players have been key to Rangers over the last two, three seasons especially. They're big players. They can give you big moments. And uh, what what if they move on? I mean, that's if they move on, it's been a dreadful uh, bit of business by Rangers. Uh, that that ma- The management of those players just hasn't been, hasn't been good enough. And how much does it take? to get the same quality in and I have no idea how much Rangers have to spend but they're not in the same uh, bracket as Celtic spending power and that's that's a big problem for them there's seven and a half million a year on the wage bill that we with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson so worked out roughly somewhere then between six and eight million probably over seven million uh, that's a fair bit of money I, you could you could blow it in one player it didn't work for Celtic with a Yeti for example or Barkas so you can blow it but it, there's a huge amount of money in the wage bill that they get nothing back from at the moment and it's a big problem you need value for money uh, Celtic found that uh, a couple of years ago when they lost the title they didn't get value for money they didn't really have a goalkeeper capable of making a, a notable save 
and in front of them uh, you know the players weren't good enough in, in, in that season and to be fair to Rangers they were they were up for it and uh, they went through the, the league season undefeated but you look at a couple of years ago how much was uh, Ryan Kent worth how much was Alfredo mm-hmm. Morelos worth they were worth um, <laughs> they were worth a fair amount of money and uh, they could both leave for nothing in the in the summer and that that's poor management and looking at the leaderboard of players, I'm not just saying it because you're here, Lawrence, but Kyogo, 19 goals. This is in the league. Yourself, 17. Mayofsky at Aberdeen in a really poor season, 15. Cholak on 11. Van Veen, 11. James Tavenier on 10. The captain obviously takes penalties. Alfredo Morelos on 9. Two years ago, he would have been up near the top, challenging, you know, Eduard, I suppose, at Celtic. And uh, you, well, you weren't at hearts at that point. That's one of the things, the key position. Well, one of the key positions is the striker. Lots of Rangers fans now think it is time for a new striker to lead the line at Rangers. Yeah, Kolak obviously came in at the start of the season and he started really well, to be honest. He scored a lot of goals, especially in the league. And unfortunately for him, he picked up his injury. But yeah. for me, Morelos is, is a different animal altogether. I think when he's fit and he's firing, I don't think any, anybody in the league likes to play against him. Um, that's how good he can be, but it's, it's up to him to get himself with that position. But I'm sure Rangers over time know what he can do for them if they can get him back to that. And I'm sure they'll be keen to keep him. How important is it as a player to be settled at the club? Um, I mean, this is on the back of chatting about, you know, Kent and Morellas not signing new contracts. How, it must unsettle you. You don't know what you're going to be doing next season. No, it's, it's, it's probably a big part of it. Um, I'm sure in, in their minds they'll have their ideas of what they want to do or what their agent's telling them they could do, but it's it comes down to the individual, really. It will come down to the Rangers to, to put in front of them what they think they want to give them to keep them and then it'll be up to the individual to decide if that's where they want to be or if they want to move on. I think the worst part about Morelos at the start of last season was he wasn't ready, yeah. he wasn't fit. And uh, I think he let himself and his teammates down, let Giovanni Van Bronckhurst down, but... Rangers did so well to get through those Champions League qualifiers. They got Champions League money. They got Champions League participation. It was Champions League experience for the players. I, I know that um, they they lost every game, but uh, by being in the Champions League mm. and getting those guaranteed games, it, it will help you improve as a player. And uh, Morelos wasn't ready for those qualifiers, which was quite remarkable. And I still think he could do with a bit of conditioning. Yeah. I think he could be... I've seen him leaner. I've seen him sharper mm. and I've seen him more hungry. He got a good goal at the weekend, yeah. but I think he can do a lot more. Yeah, and that's this season, not even last season. Yeah. It seems a while ago, I think because of the World Cup break. Yeah. Seems ages ago, doesn't it? Mm. Let's hear a bit more from Michael Beale speaking about, well, the game itself at the weekend. Reflections afterwards. As horrible as it feels, it can't weaken us. It can only strengthen us moving forward. Obviously, I came back in at a stage where the club was looking to do some changes moving forward. The next time we can make or confirm our decisions is the summer. We're heading towards that. It's important now that we go back on another run. That was the first defeat for the team in 17 games. So we're not a bad team overnight. We just played poorly in a very, very important game for the club and it hurts. Back in here Monday morning watching it back and it didn't feel great to watch it back, but that gives you a feedback to move forward and we need that. Certainly do, Andy. I mean, he made a good point. 17 games without defeats. That was Obviously, that was just before he arrived. Um, but when you lose to your biggest rivals, what's it like being at the football club? Awful. Uh, awful being in second spot. Awful chasing. Uh, and you feel it from the supporters, uh, maybe on a daily basis. Uh, especially if you're, 
you know, you're a Glasgow boy, born and bred, mm. so I, I can remember that feeling. And uh, I can also remember the feeling of being on top and there's nothing like it. So um, I think Rangers have definitely improved under Michael Beale, but it's, it's not enough when you're, when you're behind Celtic and it looks... I think they'll fall further behind Celtic and I think it's such a massive uh, transfer window. I have no doubt Celtic will strengthen again and uh, Rangers are under pressure to match that. Will the team look very... Well, I think we know the answer. It is going to look very different next season. How many players do you think that started at the weekend would start? Well, it's... What is there, 10, 12 players out of contract? Yep. Um, they've got Raskin in, they've got uh, Cantwell in. Um, I know that Barry's very keen on... Tillman. Uh, Tillman, signing him up. Would you uh, sign him? He's a player with promise. He's a player with potential. Um, how much do Rangers have to spend? I think Tillman, what is Tillman? Four million? Five million? Yeah. Is there a, already is, an agreed that, that yep. type of It's agreed. Yep. It's a lot of money. Sure. And how much will Rangers be able to spend? It's um, And that's the problem because of the assets called Kent and yeah. Morelos. That, that's, that didn't happen. Yeah. And that was the best part. Well, tw- you know, apparently Leeds were in, what, two and a half years ago? 12 million wasn't Well, that, enough. Would, that yeah. would have been the time to sell yeah. them. Now, what would have happened to Rangers then? Might they have got the, the, the title? Who knows? But, but that's the thing, sorry. They might not have won the title. They might not have yeah. won the title. So that was the gamble. And if that's the, the gamble that uh, maybe some Rangers fans, maybe some Rangers directors think, yeah, it's a gamble that paid off because we won the title. But uh, there is the possibility. And I know he can sign on, extend his contract and be a Rangers player for a lot longer but there is the the, the chance that he can walk away for nothing and that's that's poor management in any part of football especially in Scotland when you've got a player who you signed for a lot of money and uh, he actually increases that value during his time here he, he played well in uh, on a European stage and I think that's what everyone was looking at and valuing him at a lot more in this hour last night Sean was on a big Rangers fan and he said why are we not sending people like Lauren Shankland now I'm not going to say to Lawrence because he's the Hearts captain and striker, but he did come on last night and it led into a bigger discussion about why Kevin Nisbet wasn't a target for Rangers or Celtic a few months ago. Do you think we often, the teams, and I heard what you said, David Turnbull, Greg Taylor signed and Barry endorsed this, Lewis Ferguson. Why are they not looking closer to home? Because we're looking in markets that are cheaper. It's not as expensive to bring people from Japan. Listen, I've already heard uh, Michael Beale speaking about everyone and anyone who's available at Scotland, in Scotland, and he doesn't think there's anyone to match what he has got already there. So if that's his opinion, eh, fair enough. But what what are you going to get in and how much is it going to cost? It's a, it's a huge summer for Rangers, given the amount of players that are out of contract, given the important players whose future eh, is uncertain. When you hear that, Lawrence, you just get on and think about this game weekend, I take it. But you're human. It just came up last night on the programme. Sean from Gathamlick, massive Rangers fan. And that was what he was saying last night. But this is football in this city, isn't it? Everyone loves it. Everyone's got an opinion. That's it. Um, football's fully opinions. That's, that's what it's all about. Um, some people fancy you, some won't. But um, you can always change opinions as well. And that's what people people need to look to do and, and show that they think they are good enough and they can be good enough for teams like that. So... 
I'm sure that's what everybody will look at it, but I don't think Kendi will take it too seriously, to be honest. Sure. The boy that's gone from the Gorbals, or near enough the Gorbals, wasn't it? Where were you born? For a wee while. Sorry, for, wee for a wee while. To Gorgie Road, it just it went together, along with Andy Walker and Lauren Shanklin. Quick break for the news, and then we're back in hour two. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! A new hour, a new manager in Scottish football. Well, it came out this time last night, we told you. Jim Goodwin is the new manager, interim manager, manager till at least the end of the season of Dundee United. And that'll be some game at the weekend at Tannadice. Lauren Shankland is with us, so we know where you'll be. Three o'clock on Saturday, leading out Hearts. Must be very proud getting out there because there's crowds of, what, 20,000 singing the Hearts song, uh, coming out as captain of the football club. No, that's a great feeling. Um, obviously, to be, be captain of any club, but to be a captain of a club as big as Hearts. Um, I was there as a kid as well, so... It's a bit, a bit full circle. So does that's it change great. your approach to any game? Do you speak to players differently? No, not really. Um, I was kind of, I was quite vocal on that, but before, mm. um, of course, there's, there's maybe a couple of things you need to nip on the bud here and there. A wee bit different that you were in any day before, but for me, I just go about my business as normal. You were out during just recently. You've been out at the old golf, haven't you? The new top golf. How did that go for the Hearts players? Not very well for me, but a few other boys were quite good at it, so it's good to watch him. Andy, we've been threatening to go out and do it. Yes, yep. we need to get there, maybe when the better weather comes up. I love my golf, so that'll, that'll be a good visit. This weekend then, Andy, where are you? We know where you are on Sunday, so Saturday, where are you? Are you down south again? I'm down south on Saturday, I'm going to Sunderland Stoke, and that is Alec ah. Neal, the former uh, Hamilton manager. Yeah. He is going back to Sunderland, the club that... I've got to say, I was really surprised at the start of the season. I did a Sunderland game, start of the season, mm. he was the manager. And then a couple of weeks later, he was off to Stoke. And I always think Sunderland's such a big club, 40,000 yeah. there. Tony Mowbray has taken over. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. There'll be a there'll be a bit of spice to that, I think. Well, indeed, ex-Hamilton manager, Norwich City as well. And Preston North End. And I see the right. Preston North End goalkeeper has been mentioned in relation to uh, Rangers' Freddie Woodman. Some people have been on the socials saying... Why didn't Rangers go for Benjamin Segrist last season? It's history now. They didn't. He's at Celtic. Um, understudy to Joe Hart. 0808 17 17 700. Stephen Frail announced as Stuart Kettlewell's assistant at Motherwell. So uh, that's the news coming in. Stephen Frail. And I see that Richard Foster is uh, on the coaching staff as well. Stephen Reside, our now celebrity Motherwell fan, is on. Stephen, good evening. How are you doing? I don't know about celebrity, guys. How you doing, guys? All right? Hi, Stephen. Yeah, good. Well, you've got a growing uh, fan base on here and also your podcasts as well. But, Stephen, Motherwell, the mighty Motherwell, what what a two weeks it's been. Oh, it's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, the transformation uh, in just three games has been great. I actually think that Saturday was probably our poorest performance out of the three. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, thankfully, Lawrence hit the post against us, and if that went in, it could have been a different game. Uh, but I think the other two are fairly comfortable in. But it's, the, the thing for me, it's, it's a good sign when you're not playing well to, to come up with that wee bit of magic against a Kilmarnock side to have only lost three games at home this season, playing them being against the old firm. So it's a great yeah. point. Yeah. Lawrence, were you raging when you hit the woodwork? I was, I but I need, I need to give, give credit to Liam Kelly because... Mm. It's only a couple of camera angles that caught it, but it was a great save, literally fingertips. Oh, um, and I said to him, did you save that? He's like, aye, that's probably my top five saves in my career. So, wow. Um, yeah. Unfortunate for me, but nah, great save. Um, but as I was saying, it's, rugby part's a, a tough place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we managed to get a late equaliser there early in the season as well to make it to each night Atkins scored. So it's a, it's a tough place to go, and as you said, it's, it's a good point for them. You and Liam Kelly can maybe talk about that save if you're both in the Scotland squad in a few weeks' time for Cyprus and for uh, the matches with Spain. Uh, Stephen, what about... Uh, so, Richard Foster involved in the coaching. I heard that yesterday. And now Stephen Frail. Yeah, I mean, the best thing about Richard Foster being appointed is I don't need to look at some of his clobber on sports. You know, <laughs> But no, listen, um, they obviously know each other well for the working on sports team, but good yeah. appointment. And then Stevie Frail, he brings experience, he's coached at Hearts, coached yep. at Dundee United, and he was at Celtic when my dad was there as well, so he knows his stuff. Um, I think it's what we needed maybe earlier in the season when Hamill was in charge, is that experience head. And, and it's good to see that we've learned from those mistakes, and instead of Will's got somebody beside him that will challenge him, as well as help him. Yep. Lawrence, you know him. Yeah, yeah, I worked with Stevie at um, Dundee United. He came in under Mickey Mellon. Um, that was uh, the lockdown season as well, but he was a great coach, um, a great guy as well, really good to work with. Knows his stuff. Um, he took all our set plays and stuff like that as well with Brian Grant. and um, He was great to work with, so I'm sure he'll do well. Andy? And I, yeah, yeah, I think the players will appreciate just a new voice, a fresh voice. Obviously, Stuart Kettlewell's made an impact, but... The fact that there's another new voice there, I think it, it maybe helps the players, their level of concentration, they're switched on. It's a it's a vital time of the season. Motherwell aren't out it by any means. They've started so well under Stuart Kettlewell. Seven points out of nine is a, a big boost for them. And to beat Hearts, there's not many that have done that this season. And I think everyone else looking at it would have thought, yeah, Hearts will win that at Fir Park. So to get all three points on Motherwell, that was a huge boost to everyone. And... Even that last-minute uh, free kick at yeah. uh, Rugby Park last week, I mean, not only does it get you a point, it, it just brings Kilmarnock back into the, the fray and not allowing them to, to get another important win at home. Stephen, talk us through that goal in the 90th minute. Oh, I, I turned around to my mate, Paul, and I said yeah. to him, he's hitting this top bin. Yeah. I don't know what it was, I just had a feeling. I mean, Kelly had, Kelly had done this twice late, late on early in the season. I said to my mate before the game, we owe them late on today, and we've done it. Um, and going into Saturday, I think we can go there with great confidence. We went up there and we won 5 0 earlier on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got players coming back from injury. The team are confident, and, and so am I. I'm really looking forward to going up on Saturday. And you're going, because I saw on your social media the, the position for you in the disabled section wasn't great. Has it changed? Well, obviously last season um, there was a wall of stewards in front of us uh, when we went up there and they put you right in the corner. And I was trying to make the point to put you to the side, the side stand that, that was empty, that there was nobody in it. Mm-hmm. And, and then this, when I was up there last season, uh, they told me that they couldn't move me at half time because there was no steward. 
And I was thinking to myself, well, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm not exactly going to run on the pitch. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yep. thankfully, common sense has good. prevailed and, and they've agreed to move us um, for Saturday. Um, That's good news. Yeah, because it's a heck of a journey not to see the game. So I saw it, Stephen. So and Roy McGregor does some great work up there, and he's a committed man. So um, that's good news. Uh, who's coming back for you this weekend? Then uh, we've got, I think, uh, Mikael Mandarin's really close. Oh yeah, as well as uh, Ricky Lamy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just gives us more options. I wouldn't change the team. I mean, when I'm beating them free, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, but again, it gives us more options and Joe Efford's going to be back in a couple of weeks as well so he gives us the much needed pace on the way. So do you feel confident? We spoke with Lawrence and Andy about 20 minutes ago you know about the bottom of the table Dundee United on 20 and then Kelly and Ross County on 24 and then Motherwell just that's the three points gap as you know 27, St Johnson 31 so suddenly you're moving closer to mid-table. If we win on Saturday, I think we can start looking up the table. I think we'd only be a couple of wins away away from safety, but um, Saturday's massive. And um, just while I'm on, I just need to put it out there that the boys sitting in the studio definitely should be in the Scotland squad. Keep going. You know your stuff. No, th- we agree. Andy, what I think you? I'm a bit old for it. <laughs> Andy said, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yep. Lawrence, how much would it mean to you to be back in the squad? That would be great, obviously. Um, everybody wants to, to be involved with Scotland and represent the country, but I say it all the time, but I literally I, I concentrate on my club football. I do what I, do what I can there, hopefully keep scoring goals and, and the, the squads take care of themselves when they come around. So that's what I look to do. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? And Liam Kelly, do you think he will be... You know, look, when your club was losing so many games, I don't suppose he was... Well, was he? Would he have been in contention? What do you feel now for the games, Stephen? I, th- I mean, confidence is such a big, a big yeah. part for the goalkeeper. Um, and I think he lost a wee bit of it after mm-hmm. the World Cup. And I have to say, I hold my hands up, I did come on before the St. Murray game and I, and I questioned yeah. his position in the team. But just because he did a couple of bad games, I'm saying if people were out of form in another position, they, they maybe wouldn't be getting picked every week. So, mm-hmm. so why should it be any different? But credit to Liam Kelly. He's bounced back fantastically. Um, and he's it was never a case of me questioning his ability as a goalkeeper. No. It was just more the form that he was in, but it's good to see him uh, back to his best and, and long may it continue. Andy, what do you feel? The goalkeeping position? Who do you think would be in the squad? So, Xander Clark? Xander Clark, obviously, yeah. Liam Kelly, I'm sure, will be in it. And it's a, it's a great pity we've, we've lost in recent years. McGregor, obviously, yeah. Craig Gordon, with his injury, he would be the undisputed number one. So, it is a... It is a position that uh, Stevie Clark is looking at. I know that he was, maybe he is still tempted to go for Angus Gunn, uh, try and convince him to uh, to pull on the blue of Scotland rather than, than England. But, um, and what about David Marshall? Well, he'd retired. I don't yeah. know whether he went to him. and Did he go to him and yeah, ask if he... A, I think there's been a discussion, yeah. but... I've not heard the outcome of it. Another. Well, if he goes, yeah. if he goes to David Marshall, I think he would be the one that I would put in. He's got the experience, and he might want to answer some sort of uh, SOS call. But um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a number of changes because we mentioned. I mean, in Lawrence's position, mm-hmm. you, the fact yeah. that you've got uh, Lyndon Dykes injured, you've yeah. also got Ross Stewart injured, injured, and he's yeah. out for the the rest of the season. So. 
we, we are looking for uh, good players sure. that uh, play up front and can score goals. Of course, Southampton having a, a terrible time just now, so... Jay you, Adams You'd is, imagine would be in. Yeah. You'll yeah. be... Who uh, would be, genuinely? So, Lawrence, Jay Adams, obviously. Um, hard to say. See about the keeper. What would you say about your keeper then, Xander Clark? Chance to get him a plug uh, from you because you work with him in training every day and you see him in all the games now. No, I'm definitely biased. Um, I think I think Xander should be in. Um, to be honest, for, for me, he plays obviously. If Marsh is one who's, who's considered again, um, his experience could maybe come in it. But for me, I see the quality Xander every day. Obviously, playing he played for St Johnson, which is obviously a team lord in the league and knows well for he is probably. Hearts are now, but um, for us, he's been brilliant. He's come in, filled the hole that Craigie left, and uh, aye, I'm, I'm backing him. And Stephen, before you go, looking at the top scorers then, Kyogo, 19 goals. This is in the league. Lawrence on 17, 21 in all games, 24 for Kyogo. Mayoska on 15 in the league, Cholak 11, and Van Veen on 11. Is the big man enjoying a beak up there with him? I said it. I'm a big advocate for the kind of a player that Kevin Van Veen is. Yep. He's not going to run into channels for you all day. No. He wants the ball at the feet. He wants players to get tight so that he can roll them. Um, and you need to get somebody up there beside him to do his running. I say it every time I'm on. When Tony Watt was up there uh, with him, he, he thrived and he's certainly thriving again. And uh, the that John Beek is up there beside him, I think it looks a bit more of a partnership. And, and we've just got a bit more of a, a solid base now. You did say that. And you also said for Stevie Hamill that every Motherwell fan likes and respects get some more experience in and maybe that was an experience that he didn't have Andy just to say right I'm the manager but I need some people who've done the miles could come in and support him not to take over but give him a bit of support yeah I'm sure Stephen's happy that the club are back winning because I think he would realise the effect of uh, you know potential relegation it, it wouldn't just change the outlook of the, the playing staff it would be people behind the scenes possibly losing their job so I'm sure he's glad that they're winning, but my goodness, he went from a, a job that was pretty secure, yep. uh, answered the call when Motherwell needed it, and uh, lo and behold, he's out He's out the door with, in less than a year. It's, it highlights again just how brutal management can be. And Lawrence, before Stephen goes, can we ask you, is the pitch too good now at Fair Park that people love playing on it? I mean, it's changed in the last couple of weeks uh, that Motherwell are doing well, but that's what we were saying a couple of months ago. Everyone, it's a magnificent pitch this season. That's very good. Um, they take really good care of it. The groundsman's on you if you're doing anything nearly, <laughs> nearly goals in the warm up. He's coming on to get a tap on the shoulder to tell you to move. So, nah, it pays off them. Um, and obviously, that going hand in hand uh, with results lately, everything's looking good for them. So, we'll see how it goes. Stephen, how are the facilities for you at Tynecastle? Because he goes round the country, and Lawrence is well connected. He's the club captain at the moment, obviously with Craig Gordon being out. Do look after you at Tynecastle. Tynecastle is one of my favourite stadiums to go to, just purely because of the the atmosphere. I mean, they've got a lift there that takes you up to an elevated view. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a stadium that I've, I've went to um, in the last few years and enjoyed them in a day because we've got a few hiding. Um, <laughs> but I don't think there's a better feeling than, than going and winning at Tynecastle. Brilliant, Stephen. Final one, you know what I'm going to ask you, what's going to happen then by five o'clock on Saturday? What's your scoreline at Dingwall? Well, you asked me for two predictions for yep. the Newcastle game and the Old Firm game and yep. I got them both right uh, scoreline-wise, so hopefully I can make it three in a row. Uh, and I'm going to go for the 2-0 victory for Mother on Saturday. 2-0 for the well. Andy, what do you think? 
Oh, I'll go along with that. That would be uh, mm-hmm. that would be terrific for Motherwell. It would keep the run going, and uh, but I think it will be tough. Lawrence, Ross County, obviously coming off the back of a good result themselves. So um, there's two teams who who fancy going there to win. So I'm going to go a draw. You're going for a draw, Stephen. Thanks a million. Great to hear you. Enjoy the trip. Enjoy the uh, weekend, Stephen. On Saturday. No problem, guys. Cheers, Stephen aside, uh, joining us with the news that Stephen Frail, uh, whom you know well, um, and we remember him from the Hearts and from he's Dundee very United. well respected. Yeah. I mean, he's been at United, been at Hearts, been at Celtic. Uh, he's got a good reputation. He speaks well. I think the players all all take to him. I think that's a, a good skill to have. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll do a good job there. Spending a bit of money there, Mother, you know, in the support team for the manager Stuart Kettlewell. Lauren Shankman, Paul Cooney, Andy Walker, taking more of your calls next. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's the Thursday evening edition. Tomorrow night, Barry's not here. It's going to be Craig Moore, always himself, along with Mark Guidi. Barry's uh, out and about. He'll be back on Monday night, the Rangers legend who. We've been running the rule over Rangers after the weekend. Some Celtic fans on saying, oh, should there be a bit more about Celtic? Well, here's Ange Postacoglu uh, with some thoughts after the game the other day, just about success in general. It's not written anywhere that there's a limit, you know. Um, why should we settle for somebody else's measure of how good we can be? Um, I've never believed in that, not about myself personally, but, and certainly not about the people I work with. Uh, my message is the same every day that, you know, Whatever external measure there is as to how good we can be, we're not going to be guided by that. Our measure will be, you know, how much we can improve in everything we do. And the guys want that; they demand that. I've got a brilliant staff that deliver that on a daily basis, and um, we want to keep you know, pushing the envelope as to how good a team we can be. Andy, he said he had a wee dram himself uh, later on at night at home, and breakfast treated his wife and the family to breakfast the next day. Marvellous, that's what you want to do, spend time with your family, get to, you know, obviously spend a bit of time with your your players, your staff, but uh, I think that's where you can get your sanity back, win, lose or draw, spending time with the family. He spoke about the top scorer in the country, Kyogo. It's invaluable to have a player who is willing to do everything in his power to help the team, you know. It's not just about his goals, and obviously the goals are important, uh, the most important thing, but he just works so hard, you know. And again, he's another one who, whatever rewards he gets, they're hard-earned, you know. He's not floating about out there just waiting for a chance. He's running his socks off to do things that, you know, other strikers won't do because he knows it's the right thing for the team. I think, you know, players of this football club are often measured by how they perform on on the biggest of stages, and, you know, he delivers again. And, uh, you know, you look at him and the size he is and the players he's up against and he doesn't shirk any of it, you know. He, he puts them under, oppositions under pressure. He's so clever with his movement and he wants to be front and centre when the opportunity's there. So, you know, he was outstanding today and he, he's, he's been outstanding, I think, from the moment he's joined our football club. How many goals do you think is he good for this season? Well, where is he now? He's 24. on 24. He could easily get more than 30. He could maybe push it up to 35. It's um, He's capable of it. You know, he doesn't really get involved in the build-up a lot. I mean, he does a lot of work closing down, putting teams under pressure, but he's always in and around that 18-yard box where so often Celtic get to the byline, crosses, cutbacks. Um, he's, he's, been, he's been a terrific signing. Just what you identified earlier, Lawrence. His movement is phenomenal. It's 
Very good. Um, guess you see him really good positions. Makes good runs all the time. Bonus always on the shoulder of defenders, and and the thing is with Celtic, he's got players good enough to find them, and when they do find them, more more times than not, you're in trouble because mm-hmm. um, he's always in the position to score. So as you seen at the weekend as well, it was people see it as two it happens, but his movement's really clever. But with, with the second one especially, he gets right across the defender. Defenders pinned and can't really get back to tackle him. He's got the chance to tap it in. So. Nah, um, but hopefully only scores 24 stops now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's Lauren Shanklin, just three goals behind him. And you must be proud of that. I know there's still a long way to go. What, 12 games in the Premiership plus the Cup games as well. But you, I'm sure, are proud of it. When you look at him, um, do you think I could overtake him? I need to, eh? Yeah. Um, I need to try and put a wee bit of pressure on myself to go and get as many as I can. Um, to be honest, I think I should probably have more. But um, as a striker, unfortunately, you're going to miss him as well. So... Um, if I can improve keep improving at the end of the season we'll see where we end up Andy great strikers you miss well, uh, uh, well, you know I, think, I think yeah. Lawrence will get up near the 30, mark, 30 plus mark because I think he's with a team that create a lot of chances I, I've been impressed with the way Robbie's put together a, a really exciting team to watch you know when you've got Barry Mackay when you've got Forrest uh, when you've got fullbacks like Smith who wants to get forward Cochrane Kingsley uh, there's a lot of talent in that Hearts setup, and that's why they're they're sitting third. I'm sure Hearts have got their own ambition of obviously trying to get a trophy mm. and trying to get a a notable victory again, whether it's against Celtic uh, or Rangers. So difficult uh, to beat the the big two. They don't often lose games, and uh, I think that's the challenge for Hearts and everyone else. Their name could be on the trophy. The Hearts, Andy, looking at you well, first. If you beat Celtic, you're obviously mm. uh, who who knows who you might get in the in the semi final, but you're only one step away from from the big day. That would be some day for you. It's been quite a season, and of course, John Robertson's record. You must be so proud. No, it was, it was obviously everybody was putting it to me as soon as I went. We've known the striker scored twenty goals and however long yeah. it was, and that was a challenge for me. Um, quietly, I looked at it myself, and right at the start of the season, I thought, right, I'll go and go and try and beat that. Thankfully, I've got there. Probably sooner than, than anticipated, maybe, but... Um, and he I, got in touch with you, didn't he? He did, he did, he did, text, he did after I um, dropped me a message, so it was nice nice to hear from him, and um, nice to hear that he was happy for me as well. Of course, it's a record he had, Andy, since 91-92. Well, I played at yeah. uh, the same time as Robbo, and he was yeah. fantastic, what a great goal mm. scorer, and eventually he too went on, got uh, good games for Scotland as well. Mm. And again, not the traditional side... You're a six foot, aren't you, uh, Lawrence? Thereabouts. Kyogo, we talked about, uh, whatever he is, five seven or whatever. Uh, and Robbo was also not very tall. And not, I mean, he was oh, he, maybe more. Merit. Well, he could put himself yeah. about. He's a hardy wee boy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, he's goals to show you everything. And especially uh, the ones against Hibs because uh, he scored so often on the, on the big occasion for yeah. us. Have you got a good rapport with the supporters there? I have. Um, they seem to have took to me for went in. Helps that I've scored goals. Yep. Um, they always take to you when you're doing that. So that's what I'll just like to keep doing. And obviously, if you can nick a few in the derbies, that always helps as well. Is there a bit of banter with the you know salt and sauce, salt and vinegar? Because you're of salt. And, are you still I've, salt and vinegar? I don't eat chippies. <laughs> of course not. Oh, is it? Yeah. But is yeah. there good banter? Because they've got a thing about Glasgow, haven't they? Of course, there's always that. That old Glasgow Edinburgh rivalry, but. Um, Nah, to be honest, they've all been good to me so far. I've not had that argument yet. Salt vinegar. Indeed, salt vinegar, I know. <laughs> I once had an agency in pitching for something and at the end, the guy, I think he thought it, was, it wasn't going very well, he went, by the way, I'm salt and sauce. <laughs> you know, you knew it. So, 
He was trying to get business over here. Lon Shankland is with us in the studio here at Go Radio tonight with Macklin Motors. Um, some of the other headlines uh, today. Well, Michael Beale has been speaking uh, to the media. Um, here's something else from him. He's talking about he's, I think, clearer what he needs for next season. Um, three or four players definitely who will make an impact. Uh, and here's a bit more from him. Everybody's fine. Um, so no one is, there's no new injuries, if you like. John Suter returned to the squad. Yilmaz probably needs to play a reserve game uh, with a view to coming back in either midweek or coming back in for. Uh, the Rafe Rovers Scottish Cup game, Rabi Matondo. We actually had 24 players fit and training the three days into the cup final. So it's amazing. Cup final comes around and everybody's fit and available. But I mean that tongue in cheek. It's nice to have everybody back out there fit, moving forward. Anyone that played in the game, there's a couple of aches and pains, but nothing that's going to that's gonna stop people being available. Guess that's what happens, Andy, isn't it? Cup week, if you can, you're fit gaffer. Yeah, yeah 24, it's... Uh... It's a big number and again, it just comes back to the amount of quality you have. You look at how many changes Ange Postecoglou can make and he makes them with confidence. Does Michael Beale really turn to his bench at times and make them with confidence? I think that's what the level he wants to get to. Uh, I'm sure he's got his eye on a number of players again for the summer, but it's all about who's coming in and out and the amount of players that are out of contract, the important players like Kent and Morelos, are they going to stay, are they going to go? It's uh, It will be a big turnaround of players at Ibrox in the summer. Sure. I think it's really important to show a response and to win. We have three games in a week. It's a very interesting week. Kilmarnock at home who are fighting for their lives down there. We know Derek will make it really tough. He has an insight into our club, so he knows how our crowd are going to react to the start of this game, and I think they'll make it difficult. We need to get three points however we get it. We'll go away to Easter Road where I think Hibs, uh, Lee's got them in good form and then we have an important cup game at home. It's important we show a strong response now in this four games, including Motherwell away into the international break. We need to prove that the weekend was a cup final against a strong rival and we fell short, but the show goes on and we're moving forward, albeit with huge disappointment. What do you expect to happen this weekend, Lawrence? Rangers against Kilmarnock? They'll be looking to bounce back. Um, if you look at it on on paper, you'd expect yeah. a comfortable Rangers win. But Kelly will go there, as he, as Michael Beale said, fighting for their life. They'll make it difficult, um, and, and they're quite good at that, to be honest. Um, they've done it a couple of times to us, and they they actually put us at the league cup. Um, the next one now at Tynecastle. So was that that game? Uh, eh? I, I say next, but that was our game plan, and yeah. it went really well. So I'm sure that's what they'll look to do when they go there. But um, I'm sure Rangers will be looking to win that. Yeah. Although in the league, um, no wins at all for Kelly away from home. It's been remarkable the way they've got their, their level of yeah. success, which has all been at home. Uh, the plastic pitch, which uh, I think is horrible. I don't know what you think, Lawrence. Are you a fan of it? I'm not. I prefer grass, but um, yeah. I don't get too caught up in it. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. I, I, I think their, their home form is... I think Derek alluded to it. Was it yesterday, the day before? It's almost uh, European qualification, mm. their home form, and... And relegation, yeah. they're, they're away from, haven't they won yet? So um, they need to change it. But trying to change it at Ibrox, that's a, that's a tall order. It's going to be tough. Here's a wee bit more from the manager about future transfers. I think we need to recruit three or four uh, that are going to make a massive impact to the team. We need to sort out the futures, obviously, of the ones that are there. 
And it may be that I feel that we need to, to, to change one or two that are in contract as well. So there's no exact number on it. I need to make a strong team. At the moment, we have a recipe to a certain level. But in that game, we fall, fell short at the weekend. And uh, after it, there's a lot of emotions. You take two or three days to assess it. It's your job to assess it. It's not your job to be a fan. And it's your job to sit back and assess the players and, and, and who's got the appetite and the quality to take us where we want to go. And I'll keep that in-house, but I'm very clear on that. I've been clear on it for a while, but I'm definitely clear on the direction we need to go. It's just we're not at the summer window. I wonder what kind of reaction you'll get from players, Andy. As a former player, you know, do you say, I'm going to give it everything I can for my future? Or do you think those that might be leaving know that already? I'm not sure. I think uh, there's going to be so many changes, but uh, I keep going back to it. I mean, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wanted to make these changes. Mm. He was either unwilling or unable. And if he's unable, then I don't know what's changed at Rangers in the short time that he's been away and the short time that Michael Beale has come in to, to let him go and get three or four big players that he talks about. That's surely going to cost a, a great deal of money. And I... I don't know how much Rangers have got to to spend. And Mark Haitley, a Rangers great, was very critical. Have you seen that in the in the media and the papers today? And on, yeah. um, and he's saying that a lack of ambition was at the cause of Steven Gerrard's exit. What What does he mean by that? Do you think? I think maybe a lack of investment in the team then, because they did so well from their point of view to stop ten in a row for Celtic to win that title, the fifty five for them. But that I think Steven Gerrard wanted. He recognised the team needed refreshing. Well, if, if Steven Gerrard had had those conversations and he wasn't getting the answers that he wanted, then Giovanni Van Bronckhurst coming in, getting a Scottish Cup trophy, and not only that, getting uh, the Champions League money. Never mind the Champions League uh, football experience for the players, but getting the Champions League money. I, I'll say again, it's just going to be a tall order for Michael Beale to get a trophy and to get Champions League football again for Rangers when you are talking about bringing three or four players in, you'd imagine they'd want to get business done early. And uh, the uncertainty with so many players out of contract and so many big players like Kent, like Morelos, like, uh, like uh, Ryan Jack, uh, they're all out of contract. What, what's their future going to be? Mark Ketley's quoted today as saying, Stephen Gerrard wanted to go to the next stage he wanted the backing and he didn't get it, so financial, and that's why he went to Villa. The board have done remarkably well over the period, but they are custodians of an institution. When you're in that position, you need to know when you've done your bit and you can't take it any further. So he was uh, sounding as though he was suggesting a new energy is needed at the board. But ultimately, it's, uh, it's money, isn't it? and the board providing enough money for the manager. Because Michael Beale must know, he's only been in, what, three, just three and a half months yeah, and I've no idea what goes on at uh, board level, and you can only take the what happened at the AGM and the messages yeah. that come out from there, and then you get the message from the manager who wants to do a lot of things. He's clearly got a lot of ambition. I think he knows what he needs in terms of players. But if you're wanting three or four in, is Tillman one of them? Uh, is that four or five million? So is that another another similar spend on the other two or three? It's uh, uh, I'd no, I, I have no idea how much uh, Rangers have got to spend, but I, I'd imagine it's limited. 
and there's a campaign by quite a few of the fans, much of it in social media. And you know that that can the, the voice of social media can maybe be louder than the actual feeling of fans. But some of them are really unhappy, and Ross Wilson under criticism as well. John Lindstrom faced the media today, and he spoke, and he said, "Look, I understand the Rangers fans are not happy. As players, at the end of the day, we're in, and no one's more angry than what we are. Like and myself going home after that, reflecting on it, was just so disappointed in, in the performance." First and foremost, you've got to look at yourself, and, you, and you, you do, and I have especially, take a lot of responsibility for, for my own performance, and you know, I'm just hugely disappointed and angry with myself, angry with the team, there is a little bit there, but just got it all stick together. And on the final itself? I just think it's tough to really put your finger on what exactly went wrong, I thought they, they, they come out and played really well, and we, we went up to our standards, so a mix of that obviously doesn't, doesn't combine well, and unfortunately for us, with that combination, the result went against us. That's what happens with the Rangers or Celtic. If it's not going well, you know, in this town, the fans they they can't live with it. No, that's it. Football's everything um, to these fans, and they they put their life and soul into the, into their football club, and they support them everywhere they go. And you can understand the the frustrations of fans. I see it myself at Hearts, obviously, when you're on a good run and you're you're losing a game, and the fans are booing. You think why are they doing that? But it's just stuff, just venting the frustration at the team because it's the opportunity for them to do it. But um, obviously, it was such a big game for Rangers at the weekend, everybody was looking to it because they were on a good run, and it's probably a disappointment for them all that they've, they've went there and lost that. But I think Lundstrom covers it himself. He says Celtic were good and, and we won there, and when you did that in a cup final, <laughs> there's only really going to be one winner. A lot of chat about Ryan Kent. What's he like to play against? What have you thought of uh, Kent's performance? He's always good against Hearts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think throughout his time, his time at Rangers, he showed his quality at times. Um, I think he was hugely influential in the the European run they went on. Um, yeah. You've seen his talent there as well. So he's he's a top player and he's another one Rangers will surely be looking to keep. I think. Well, he's the one that's got a long-standing relationship with Michael Beale. He's known him for his mm. his time at uh, Liverpool way back when, when he was a, a young kid. So it remains to be seen whether he can convince him to stay on, to extend his contract. Uh, I don't know whether he might stay on for a year or whether he might sign a, a longer-term contract, but he's been one of Rangers' better players over the last mm. number of years. He's uh, I know that he's, his numbers aren't great, but my goodness, he can give you great moments and he can set up a few for teammates. And of course, Morelos is the other one who's been such a heavy goal scorer over the last number of years. We're going to get your predictions for the weekend. Marvellous. Both of you, including the Hearts game and scoreline. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Lauren Shanklin, Paul Cooney and Andy Walker looking forward to the weekend now. We'll go through the games. We're going to start in the Championship Lawrence, who's coming up? You were speaking a few weeks ago here on the programme about Queen's Park. Um, what do you think? It's, they're obviously in a really good position at the minute. Um, the other night the result went for them as well, Party yeah. Fistle beating Dundee, so I'm sure that takes them four clear at the top, I think. Yep. So they're in a really good position, but it's still really tight at the top of that league. I've played in it long enough. Um, it can change very fast, a couple of results. Um, you can find yourself lower or higher, so it'll be a tight one on the run, but um, hopefully Queen's Park can do it. Big boost for Queen's Park is it the month of March they've got four home games yep. how does that work? That's that would be because amazing. of playing away at the start of the season I would imagine Well it's would a imagine. big boost for them yep. with a four point lead to play I think they're playing Morton Cove Rangers mm -hmm. Inverness and Arbroath all at home in March so what a chance for them to extend that lead And the table with them 47 points then Dundee 43 
Ayr on 40, Morton on 40. And the Jags, what result for them the other night? That was a magnificent scoreline for them. What do you think, Andy? Queen's Park against... You've just moved everything there for uh, me. Uh, <laughs> Can you move it back? Uh, uh, so, Morton Queens this weekend. Yeah, Queens. Queens away. I know Morton have been good and uh, Doug Emery's done a terrific job there, but I, I fancy Queens at home. Certainly has. And Alan McGraw, that you would know well... Uh, I met him yesterday. so many times. Yeah. And one of the really good guys... Yeah. Um, scored over 100 goals for yeah, Morton yeah just yep. Morton uh, he had a, a big name at Hibs but just his uh, his manner and uh, you know I can remember him being at, at Morton and I know he had terrible trouble with his, his knees it was due to you know injuries that he picked up during his mm-hmm. career and uh, but he was great company sat next to him at a couple of dinners and some great stories from him Way before your time launched, but a great striker. And, you know, uh, when he was manager at Morton, he had a player, Andy Ritchie, who was also an amazing amazing player. He was the player of the year, the Morton player. And, you know, you had Celtic, brilliant team at that time, Rangers as well. Aberdeen, Dundee yep, United. Of course. Yep. Hearts, but Andy Ritchie was top dog. So, Queen's Park, Morton, who's going to win? Home win. Home Comfortable win. home win. Partick Thistle, Wraith Rovers, what do you think? Rovers, um, of course, have got the Rangers game ahead. Rafe have been going really well at the yeah. minute as well. Um, I actually watched them, I think it was maybe last week they played. Um, and they've looked good as well, so tough on that. Mm-hmm. That could be a draw. That. I would go for Thistle after that excellent victory during the week up at Dundee. Yep. I think they'll build on that and win at home against Rafe. New manager, Chris Doolan. Is, is he the. Well, no, sorry, I'm asking. Ah, no, right. it's not confirmed. So, yeah, yeah. He's, made a, he's made a bit of an impact since going in after the surprise uh, sacking of uh, Ian McCall. But uh, what a great win at Dundee. I think they'll follow it up with another one against Wraith. And Cove Rangers against Dundee. Andy, do you think Dundee. I mean, they're so unpredictable. Could we get a Dundee derby in the playoffs? It's a possibility, wow. you know. It <laughs> could be a home and away thing. That would be. I think we'd quite like that, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, be a real tasty on that. Um, great games to play in them. Uh, thankfully, I didn't lose any of them when I was there, so got a good record in them. But no, that'd be interesting. It can have some atmosphere. I know. I know that season was COVID, but at Tannadice, it, I think it's. Did you enjoy playing at Tannadice? I love Tannadice. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, great ground, and uh, up when I was at Celtic, going up against Dundee United was one mm. of the hardest away games after that. Uh, Dundee United, great side that they had. It, it wasn't in COVID day ones, thankfully. Oh, um, that was in <laughs> yeah. the, the championship season. We were yeah. both in the championship at that time. So yeah. um, they were full capacity day ones, especially at Tanadice. They so were really good. So, nah, great games to play. Are they football daft in Dundee as well? Aye, it's, like I was surprised by it, to be honest, yeah. when I'm not. But it's, it's such a small city, but mm. such a big football following. Um, obviously, the two, two clubs being so close to each other, but both really well supported. Um, We've done a couple of them on Sky and they're great uh-huh. derbies, great yeah, atmosphere yeah. and they have been great games. Were you up Brotty Ferry along with uh, Lorraine Kelly and all that? You'd be up with all the... Uh, if we won. All the big names. <laughs> Thankfully yeah. we did. Uh-huh. Good part of the country. And Ayr against Inverness. Yeah, your old team, Andy, United. Yeah, I fancy them yeah. to be strong in the playoffs. So a home win I would go for there as well. And of course then Friday night, Hamilton against... You Arbroath. saw them last week, how well I did. Poor. It's a shame. They were in a good run. They'd yeah. won the games beforehand, yeah. but it was poor. Queen's Park were just uh, so much better. And for Arbroath, who this time last year, they were probably top of the table, but sure. they're having a tough time. So it's a huge game for the Ackies there. Then back to the Premiership then. First up, it's Hearts against St. Johnson. What are you thinking, Andy? You've got the Hearts striker and captain next to you. I can't see anything yeah. other than a comfortable Hearts win. Okay, I'm not asking the prediction, but how are you feeling for the game up against St. Johnson? We know that terrible start to the season, but my goodness, 
Cam Davidson's got them playing much better. No, they've picked up. Yeah. Um, we've had two really, really tight games, don't we, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think both games have actually finished 3 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 1 or 3 2, I think. So, um, no, they're always, always a difficult team to play against. Um, really well drilled, and as you say, Callum's got them. Are you all them. available, fit for selection? I think we are, aye. Mm. No injuries. I don't think so. I'll not be getting away anyway. Exactly. So right. <laughs> I'll leave that to somebody else. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Next up, then Livy against Hibs. Uh, Libby, Livy have had a tough few weeks, haven't they? Uh, whereas Hibs back on the on the, they're chasing you. Aye, Livy win. Hopefully, that's what I need to say anyway. <laughs> Andy, what I, do you think? I think Hibs, as you say, mm. just on a decent run, and Livy maybe not so much. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Hibs got a narrow victory. They are trying. Trying to chase down uh, Lawrence and his team. Uh, Livy on 35 points, Hibs on 37. So it's still real chance of top six for Hibs, St Mirren, you know, Aberdeen as well. Uh, and Livy and then St Johnson probably feeling 31 points that they could still, they might just make the top six, but you never know. What about, well, Rangers Kilmarnock, you gave us your prediction beforehand, I think. I had. Yeah, you did. Rangers win. Yep. Got to be a Rangers win, but uh, I mean the supporters will be looking at it quite closely. I think ideally they want a, a comfortable win with a few goals. Rangers playing good football, but uh, I wouldn't underestimate Kamarnock and how difficult they can make it for the best of teams. I do think Rangers will win by a goal. Rangers by a goal. Here's a bit more, Michael Beale. We need to reduce the number of the squad. So if you look at our squad, we've carried a, a large number of players because of injuries. We need to reduce the number of the squad. So I don't see what, you know, in terms of our budget, I think is is outlaid a little bit large in terms of number. So we want to reduce the number and, and in, increase the quality. And he also spoke about the form of Celtic in this chase for the title. In the two games against Celtic, we've not been ourselves for large parts of the games. And that's something that's... Uh, I come back into the club to obviously improve on. So the work continues. Work continues. So they will probably, or they could be, uh, six points behind Celtic when you kick off. Is it 12 o'clock? Midday on Sunday. on Sunday in Paisley. Now, we'll come to that in a second or two. The other game is Dundee United against Aberdeen. Jim Goodwin now in charge at Dundee United. I had another opportunity two or three weeks ago to enter into discussions with another club and I, I opted not to do that one but for this particular situation with this football club and with this group of players I believe that we can turn it around That'll be a quiz question in the future won't it Lawrence you know which manager managed both in the same season of the new firm what do you think is going to happen? I was just thinking there it's actually a mad one Aberdeen haven't even got a full time replacement in yet for right. Aberdeen yeah. he's got a new job already yeah. facing them so that's, that's football flight, it's crazy, but um, I think Dun United will get, they'll hope that they get a wee bit of bounce with a new manager going in, and that happened to Motherwell a couple of weeks ago, so I'm sure they'll be hoping for a result. A tough one for Aberdeen as well. Um, I'll go Dun United. Going hope. for Dundee United, your old team. Yeah, I think I might follow Lawrence really? in that one. Yeah. I think they might get uh, something. He, he, he might have a different approach the way that Stuart Kettwell did uh, in Motherwell, where a, a group of players got a wee bit more out of them. And the fact that he's up against Aberdeen, it, there will be a bit of space to. I'm sure did United not batter uh, Aberdeen that, that four 0 big results exactly. in the yeah. season. Yeah, so um, he'll know how good United can be. But um, yeah, I'm going to go for a home win as well. And that's a great point Lawrence makes. Aberdeen don't have a. They haven't yeah. made a. I thought Barry Robson would get it even till the end of the season. I understand if they added difficulty of the chairman having yes. uh, his health issues and Alan Burroughs coming in and being a chief executive and now being 
maybe more involved than he maybe thought he would be in choosing a successor. But uh, so far, uh, Barry's done okay, but you would imagine they'll make a permanent uh, appointment soon. And on Sunday, you'll see this man? Yeah, very pleased and obviously very proud of um, all the players, the staff. Um, we worked awfully hard for a very long time and you know, part of the process of working hard is to get rewarded for it at some point so you can keep working hard and, uh, you know, the boys got the reward today, which is, you know, I think well-deserved for them and, um, you know, just, you know what it means for our supporters. So, uh, you know, great day for the football club. And you said don't take it for granted. Yeah, you know, I think it's important we enjoy today um, because, like I said, this group works awfully hard, not just the players, the staff on a daily basis. You know, I'm pushing them all the time and there's a reason I push them and the reason I push them is for days like today. So there's no point talking beyond today and, and and not letting them enjoy what they've achieved because I'm going to ask them to go again, you know, come Tuesday when we're back in training. And, you know, for them to, to come back into the building and, and again put in an effort, you know, I need to let them enjoy and get rewarded tonight. They deserve deserve that and that's what they'll do. And, you know, once once we've enjoyed it and celebrated in the right and proper manner, then... You know, come Tuesday, we'll focus on sending Merrin away. and It's a tough game against a tough opponent, tough venue. Um, and that's where our focus will be. Lawrence, what do you think on Sunday? It'll be a tough one. Um, I think it'll go exactly how you imagine. Celtic will have large parts of the ball. St Merrin will kind of sit in and make it difficult. Um, to be honest, they're, they're really good at that, especially yeah. at home. The home record's really good. So um, it'll be a tough one. We'll just be up to, to Celtic to get the breakthrough like they did at the weekend. And if they do that, I think they could go on and win comfortably. Yes, great point. St Mirren, eight home wins so far this season. And this was the shock, wasn't it, back in September? This was the shock and they surprised everyone getting all three points against Celtic. And it has to be said they deserved it. We we covered the game that day and they were they were worth their victory. And uh, I think it's uh, a big one for Celtic, knowing that they want to just uh, kick on, try and extend the, the lead at the top. Uh, I would imagine the gap will be... Uh, down to six points after Rangers win it on Saturday but Celtic will want a bit of revenge for losing that game earlier in the season and I think they'll get it and what about finally Ange Postacoglu he's been here since what was it July 2021 when he came so it's like 20 months what impact Andy you've been at the football club big Celtic star you've been down south you've covered it so well on the radio Sky here how important is he going to be when we look back on his career yeah, I think you'll be here for a little while yet, but um, I think your job as a manager, your job as a Celtic player is just to try and give the supporters some great memories and that's what he's done. And I think he'll want to go to the next stage, try and give them a, a European memory, whether that's a you know a notable victory against a you know a big scalp. Uh, we, we are a very small league when we compare ourselves to the bigger ones in Europe, but you know Celtic have been the dominant side domestically for such a long time. I'm sure he'll want to. Uh, I'm sure they will get the title. I'm sure he'll want to try and get uh, a treble, go one better than than last season when he got a double, and um, and that's what you want to do as a Celtic manager. You want to give the supporters some great memories, and he, he's already done that. And I think he said at the start of the week he thinks people will be surprised at how long he hopes to be at Celtic. So he said that just four years and two days after Brendan Rodgers disappeared. Listen, whatever job comes up down south, I'm sure he'll be linked with it. He was linked with Brighton and Everton and Leeds and Southampton and anything else that was going. But uh, 
I think he wants to if, if he does want to make a move to, to England I think he wants a, a bit of time here uh, to rack up some trophies and I think Champions League football would would uh, fire anyone's imagination and try and do a bit better there How's your diary looking for June the 3rd Saturday afternoon? Hopefully very busy Hopefully because <laughs> we'll Yeah because Andy was saying there it's obviously Celtic going for a treble um, but for you standing in the way yeah, potentially it's your own hearts it's going to be some game that will be um, it's going to be a, a tough one for us um, I think when the draw was made there's probably both teams would have, would have probably preferred to avoid yeah. it with, mm. the, with the teams that were in the draw but listen if if you're going to go on and win the cup you probably need to beat Celtic somewhere along the way so to get a home tie we'll be happy with that and it's one we're looking forward to and Lawrence quite a few people on our socials saying they look forward to you being in the Scotland squad uh, with Stevie Clark when he answers it'll be quite soon Andy won't it for yeah. the, the games yeah looking forward yeah. to the games coming up it's always, a, it's always a big boost when you see players like Lawrence making the progress that he has playing for Scotland and hopefully getting a goal and at Hamden yeah yeah got a great crowd great atmosphere and it's a tough section we're in we want to go off to a good start we certainly do Lawrence thanks so much for joining us no, no problem thanks for having me on come back again soon hopefully and good luck at the weekend thank you for our hearts Andy great to see you and uh, you'll be back with us next week hopefully back next yeah. week thanks again and looking forward to a busy weekend of football you're nearly as busy as Ali McCoyst aren't you <laughs> <laughs> no no one's as busy exactly as where? was it Tottenham now that I was watching him anyway he's doing so yeah. many of the games Andy great. thanks a million tomorrow night thank Craig you. Moore is here with Mark Guidi at 5 um, the podcast will be available very very shortly thanks to everyone who's made the switch the news is next uh, Jokal Day see you tomorrow and hear you at five The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors new Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.